0: Welcome in, episode eight of the How You Say podcast. I'm Boyd, and joining me for the second week in a row, the star of Corey and the Moose, Cory Duncan.
1: I'm back. (laughs) To be clear, I think I'm the star of the How You Say podcast.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah, we're gonna have to talk about that. You're uh, really driving in a lot of ratings, but uh, you've been edging out at least one host. If you start edging into my chair, then that's when we're gonna have a problem. (laughs) All right, well, tell us a little bit about the fame that has been surrounding you since your guest host appearance on the How You Say podcast last week.
1: Well, to be honest, it's it's a, it's a drop in the bucket. Uh, it was already there. Okay. And then now, you know, there's a couple of new people that are hearing some things. I, I want to turn that around on you. I, you're a big uh, uh, follower of the ratings of the podcast. hmm uh, did we have more listeners or downloads than we normally do?
0: I do believe we cracked 20 listeners last week for the first time ever. That's exciting. Uh
1: it was fantastic. Did you get any feedback from those listeners or are they talking about things? What's, uh, what's it, what are they saying on the Twitter? You know what?
0: I uh I have not set up a fan mailbox yet. I was unaware that that was something that was probably necessary uh as you have received uh, your own personal, I don't know if that's, is that fan mail for Corey Duncan or is it Corey and the moose at, uh, Corey and the yeah, that's it's, been,
1: it's, it's, mail put, that's personally delivered to my house. Oh, it's, it <laughs> okay. Large, it's a large sack
0: uh-huh. and
1: I have to open them all. Uh, gotcha. Yeah. Well, I have somebody open them for me.
0: I, well, sure. I don't want to. We're, yeah, we're not quite that big yet. So maybe, uh, maybe after next after two weeks in a row of getting the famous Corey Duncan on the podcast, maybe we'll start getting our own fan mail. Yeah. Exciting. All right, well, I noticed let's... that
1: uh, I said the word exciting a lot, and that made me excited. <laughs> <laughs> to me, uh, one of the things I was really uh, noting to myself was there's a lot of times people say that uh, people like to hear themselves talk. Mm-hmm. I can confirm that when I get to listen to myself on a podcast, I like to hear myself <laughs> talk. It's pretty great. I can see how, you, uh, how this kind of gets you out of bed in the morning. Yeah. Uh, I
0: I think I can confirm that all of the hosts of How You Say Podcast feel the same way. (laughs) All right. Well, let's recap uh, week seven. We had um, a little bit of uh, separation. Uh, We'll start with your matchup. Uh, You won again, uh, probably to nobody's surprise.
1: Is that one of your examples of separation? Because I I might argue that that separation was in place before last week.
0: Well, sure. And, you know, maybe you didn't uh, gain any ground on Christina because she also won. But, uh, you know, the rest of the league is starting to uh, take a back seat to the two of you.
1: Yeah. That's uh, probably the most interesting storyline that's starting to emerge is, uh, is that team in competition with mine is it is it on par mm, mm-hmm. uh you asked last week if they're the best team like i joked um no i think maybe the right way to say that is you were joking when you asked me that <laughs> i laughed at it yeah and i i still think that that's the appropriate response mm-hmm. uh, but especially with their most recent acquisitions and and the way they've been scoring uh not someone to be taken lightly.
0: Sure. I mean, uh, you won one forty two to eighty, which was a fantastic performance. But Christina won one fifty five to ninety, bigger blowout, and she would have beat you if she had played you last week.
1: Yeah, the thing that's not interesting is how much we won by, because <laughs> that sort of acknowledges the existence of these other yeah uh, peons that are in the league. Uh huh. Um, when I was predicting our uh, matchups last week, and sort of gave my point totals that I expected to win by. Yeah. I said I was going to win by 52. Uh-huh. Uh, I won by 62.3. Yeah. So I think, I was thinking about it, did I underestimate myself or did I overestimate Laura? I think it's really the latter. <laughs> uh, Hard
0: for you to underestimate yourself, right, I, I believe. Right, Yeah.
1: So yeah, uh, it's more about these these point totals. And, and that was one of the, uh, I think, internal locker room storylines that we had going on was... Uh, Christina came out hot, and she got those 155 all kind of before the afternoon games were over.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Our team was looking at the scoreboard, and we're like, whoa, 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 can't let this stand. And Zeke steps up there, he gets his uh, 25 points in Sunday night football, and the Patriots defense just said, don't worry, we we got this, guys. <laughs> got that shutout 30-point score, uh, and made it so that there was barely a drop in the bucket in terms of Christina's gaining on the points title lead.
0: Sure. Uh, let me ask you this. Do you enjoy watching defenses in general or the Patriots defense score points less than other players? Like for watching, for me, like watching a receiver rack up points is the most exciting thing because obviously they're, you know, the the yardage is different from a quarterback quarterback. He got to get 25 yards per point, whereas receiver only 10, but like a big play potential like when they score a 50 yard touchdown it's really exciting and a defense is kind of the opposite because they start with 19 and then in most cases yeah, besides no, the Patriots I think you're they... describing
1: how your defense is <laughs> okay my points go up throughout the yeah. game when I'm cheering <clears> for the Patriots uh and this was I think the perfect example this week it's a Patriots-Jets game on Monday Night Football that yeah. the rest of America really has no business watching.
0: No, not at all.
1: Uh, but I was enthralled. I watched zero seconds of the I was enthralled. Game. I was cheering. I was standing up. Uh, every time Sam Dar- Darnold touched the ball, it was just like so exciting to see what was going to happen next because mm-hmm. it was probably not going to be thrown to a Jets receiver. <laughs> and uh, you know, every time the Patriots had the ball, it was just one of those things where, like, hurry up, guys. Either score or, or, or punt it or do something here. Yeah. Normally as a Patriot or as a defense uh, fantasy cheering thing, you don't want the other team to have the ball. You don't no. want to sort of have those opportunities for your points to be reduced. No, I wanted that ball in Darnell's hands as much as yeah. possible. interesting. Yeah, thrilling. Okay,
0: so as we said, uh, you had a 62-point victory. Christina, a 65-point victory over Baker. I don't know that there's a whole lot more to discuss there. She dominated. Uh, let's move on to me and Badger. Uh, I fell to the Badger train. Thought there was a possibility. I like her team. Um, I was actually feeling pretty good because she was missing Christian McCaffrey, obviously. Uh, Amari Cooper was not supposed to play. He ended up getting himself back in the starting lineup, which was fine. Um, but I just, I had such disappointing performances from my running backs that I just couldn't quite keep up.
1: Yeah, your running backs, but I think the more uh, sort of, just disappointing Sterling. It has to be for your team is Matt Stafford is the highest scoring player on her team with 30 points. Yeah. And you have maybe his two best receiving weapons. Sure. And they combine for seven points.
0: That was also just agonizing. Yeah. That Marvin Jones got every single one of those touchdowns. Keeps
1: throwing it to Marvin Jones.
0: (sighs) Better days are ahead for the host with the most squad though. Uh, Alright next up let's do Uh, Baker and Barrett. Barrett, 38-point victory. I don't know that either of us saw this coming.
1: I don't think anybody saw 52 points out of Aaron Rodgers. (laughs) Barrett did exactly what Barrett do, except for Aaron Rodgers. (laughs) I think there's a chance that uh, if she started a different quarterback, that she would have lost to Baker's 67.7 points.
0: Well, just, you know, for the sake of argument, uh, since you brought it up, her backup quarterback, Jacoby Brissett did score 29 points.
1: All right. Well, so
0: okay. probably so would have won. I, I certainly hear that if she had started. I don't know.
1: Uh, Who's your quarterback?
0: Well, that's probably a good example. My quarterback is Jared Goff, and he was okay. Yeah. Uh, 23 points. All right. Um, but on the other side, you know, Bake had a point two out of David Johnson. That, that was the weirdest thing ever, that he was apparently completely healthy, And then not. Yeah. Zero out of Delaney Walker. I think he got hurt in that game. Vikings D, only a three. And then uh, Kicker got a three, but I mean, what kickers don't get three points? Justin Tucker. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, Bake scoring 67, I think, was the bigger surprise uh, than Barrett getting the 105. Uh, In the lowest combined scoring matchup, uh, I don't know that anybody really watched this one besides these two. Real Andrew fell to Danny, 60-74. to 74.
1: Yeah, this was probably the lowest ratings that the, how you say, league got this week. <laughs> uh, but it was one of those ones that... This is the
0: game they put Spiro Didis on. Oh to
1: yeah, yeah, this is the CBS afternoon game that uh, is only shown in specific markets. Um, although this was a predicted upset victory by me here. Danny with the, with the you big did win have Danny. Over, over the whole Scott team here. What
0: was your uh, point spread prediction on this? This uh, one,
1: I had predicted a 3.4 mm, point victory, mm-hmm. and so Danny bested that by a good 10.
0: Um, well, if Matt Ryan had not scored negative points, that might have been closer to yeah, three Yeah, it might have been right
1: on there. <laughs> yeah.
0: Second week in a row that a quarterback has scored negative after my boy Jared Goff put up a negative 1.7 the week before, I believe it was. But that was
1: because he was not good at football. <laughs> and Matt Ryan got injured.
0: Sure, but he got injured in the fourth quarter. Oh,
1: well, okay, that's fair.
0: All right, uh, I think that brings us to our marquee matchup, which, as we build, uh, was a loser out between Eric and AJ, and as we will find out in just a few minutes, I think basically came to fruition. Eric blew the doors off AJ, 50-point victory, uh, basically sent AJ into a tailspin, and he started trading all his best players.
1: Yeah, uh, First of all, this was one that we both predicted Eric to win. Yes. So this is no shock. Mm -hmm. And we also were trying to influence AJ's decision making. Um, He didn't do any of the things that we said to do. We suggested he start Eckler. He start Noah Fant. And uh, somebody else um, might have been Marvin Jones, actually. But we were jokingly saying that. And it turns out those things probably would have been better for him. <laughs> but he um, did follow up with the, uh, you know, if you lose, you're out philosophy. Absolutely. Uh, I'm not sure if it was the right choice, now that I think about it.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, look, his team's 2-5, right? Uh, which, as we said, when you're 2-5... and five, it's tough to overcome. ...doesn't look good. But, I mean, he still had some decent players... Uh, now he doesn't. So, you know, we'll see where he goes from here. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, get into another edition of Corey's mailbag. Corey, what do you have for us this week?
1: Yeah, after the the glowing reception of the uh, mailbag segment from last week, uh, the, the mailbag filled up even more than usual. I got two sacks uh, on the doorstep this week. <laughs> uh, plus, uh, the, the folks from Apple, uh, they actually send sent me a a thank you basket uh because of the rush to go download the barry white song infinite fantasy oh yeah of course they they made a killing on that this last Mm -hmm. week so great that
0: was pretty exciting uh were any of those pieces of mail specifically for me or aj
1: no no they 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 talked about you in negative terms a lot of the letters but they they didn't actually send any to you
0: hey there's no such thing as as bad press all press is good press
1: yeah just ask your mom (laughs) Uh, so, yeah, going and in, dipping into the old mailbag here. Uh, I, 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 I kid you and the other host uh, in that you get people talking negatively about you just to make sure that, hey, I'm human. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a person like mm-hmm. the rest of you. Sure. I'm a person. Uh, they sometimes aren't uh, glowing reports about me, and then sometimes you get a little bit of the, the disgruntled people that write in. Okay. So I got this one here and they said, uh, yeah, yeah, you're seven and oh, but do you feel good about it? (laughs) Rumors are swirling about evidence that you're filming sore taint practices. Sign off Bill from Boston. Hmm. Sounds a little bit like Bill is deflecting because he's got some of his own issues going
0: on. Yeah, of course.
1: But uh, I mean, I don't know. Had you heard any of these rumors of uh, uh, malfeasance? On the part of, of my team,
0: malfeasance. Um, I mean, look. I'm Christine, sorry, I
1: have I have a large vocabulary.
0: <laughs> we all have theories that you and Christine are cooking the books on mm. this thing. Uh, nobody can prove anything, and, and you know that's that's the one, uh, you know, I guess card that you
1: have. in yeah, in your well, wallet. I mean, I, I will I'll uh, I'll admit something here. Oh, okay. Uh, this team does not uh, take well to mediocrity. Okay. And uh, so our. One of our running backs just was not on par with the others. Mm. on Johnson, you may have noticed, yeah. has not been as good as Ezekiel Elliott and Dalvin Cook. Sure. High bar, I understand. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, uh, we asked him politely if he could please fake an injury so that we could move <laughs> him over to the IR. Uh, it allowed us to open up some roster space. Sure. We told him we had this guy, Ty Johnson, big money contract that we wanted to sign him to. Yeah. And, you know, the the good soldier that he is, he decided to go ahead and listen to that. So, you know, you can call that bending the rules, if you like. Yeah. But, you know, you got to do what you got to do to win championships. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: All right. Uh, what, what else you got in that mailbag of yours?
1: Well, I uh, got this one coming in from Sky uh, Jose in Oakland. Uh, he had uh, <laughs> sort of a suggestion that we play a game. Oh, okay. Uh, he... he Reference the game F. Mary Kill. Are you familiar with that one? Yes. Yeah, so he said, uh, hey guys, F. Mary Kill, how you say teams, go. I'll let you start.
0: Uh. Okay. What? We're talking about teams. rosters.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking about it. You can interpret it how you want. Yeah, Teams okay. in the how you say league.
0: Um, F. Mary okay. Kill. I think... I think I'm going to kill Barrett's team, because it's terrible and does not deserve to be in this league. So you want to like
1: put it out of its misery? Put it, it out of its, its misery, yeah. Mercy
0: kill. Yeah. Um, I will marry my own team, because it's fantastic, and I love it. And will go to bed with it every night for the rest of my life, willingly. Uh, but I will... So you, you're, you're open to settling. Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, that's, you. that's what makes any good marriage, right? <laughs>
1: that's right. You uh, overlook its flaws. Exactly. Uh-huh.
0: Um, and then as far as F, I think I might go with Christina's team. Hmm. I am lusting after several of her players. I've actually offered her trades on a number of them and she's politely declined. Uh, but I just, I love the potential of her team
1: uh it's it's an attractive team mm-hmm. uh, in your trade negotiations. have you offered her your best players plus cash? I have not that's yeah, the move you got to do there So <laughs> will <She'll> accept it <laughs> all right all right well, those are some good ones all
0: right what um, uh what's your list?
1: I think that you know we both are going to include our own teams in this one, mm-hmm. but I'm going a different direction with mine. Okay. I want to f the shit out of my team. <laughs> and do you, okay. do you see how I uh, censored the f word, but just freely said shit? Yeah. Uh, th- that's how the. That's how the game works. Yeah, that's that's uh-huh. they've got weird rules on this podcast. Um, but yeah, my you know, it's a sexy team. There's a there's there's a soundtrack. Barry White. I mean, there's if they're ever f it's it's this team. Sure. Um. Especially that at uh, so oh, I was just oh Dale Beckham I was just picturing a few of them in my head you know, oh okay. the, the the f
0: all right, Corey, put your pants back on <laughs> uh
1: Mary wise uh this one was a tough one, mm-hmm. but I was actually uh, going with Christina's team on this one, okay, and it's the new version we're going to talk a little bit about. Uh, how they've upgraded, but I love me some running backs. And I like that collection that I could just cuddle up with for the rest of my life. Mm, okay. Um, so that's, that's a nice one. Uh, and Kill, I was actually going to go Badger. Okay. She's in first place. She has no business there. <laughs> and I'm saying F this team. Put it down. Put okay. it down. You you can't win this thing with just one player. Not not interested in seeing that one prancing around in the league anymore.
0: Yeah, all right. Uh, are you worried about Badger's team? Is that why you want to kill her? is this like a a strategic move to kill her?
1: No, no, no. I I think I mean I could uh metaphorically kill her if we can just match our two teams up in the league. Uh but no, I think that uh they're not a threat. They're they're a,
0: they're a nuisance. Nuisance. Okay. Yeah. All right. Badger, I hope you're listening. She is not. <laughs> that we know. <laughs> Um, all right, you got any other yeah, well, uh, gems one, in that mailbag? One, one last
1: letter that came yeah. in. Um, this one uh, directly uh, addressing me, um, kind of a formal one. This was typewritten. Um, says, uh, Corey, I'm writing to say I'm sorry. In my first start, I scored only 5.8 points, but I had an excuse. I was playing without two hands in front of my face. <laughs> But this week's 8.8 just isn't up to the Hammerhead standards. Another week like this, and I will understand if you change my name to something like Tiger Shark. Everyone knows those guys are a bunch of pansies. Keep your faith in me, DJ Jacksonville. Huh.
0: I thought
1: that was nice. I thought, like, respectful move by the Hammerhead Shark. Taking the time out. Yeah. Owning up to his mistakes. Uh-huh. Reaching out to management. And and really asking for a second, really a third chance.
0: I tell you, what's most interesting about that is uh, your own player is going to the U.S. Post Office to get his messages to the GM, as opposed to you know walking upstairs to the. Well, GM's I'm not. Office. Ex-
1: I'm not accessible. I have a closed office. Oh, okay. Those guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: So when you asked Karen Johnson to fake an injury, did you also send him a USPS message? I, I had
1: my people send him uh, a, okay. a, a message. Um, a little more direct. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, you know, I really appreciate that from DJ. Mm -hmm. But I think this is the appropriate time to break some news. Sure.
0: What do you got for us? Yeah,
1: this would be, like, a good time for a sound effect if we could do it. But breaking news, how you say, another trade has been fulfilled. Uh, DJ Chark and the aforementioned On Johnson, yep, soldiers that they are, Mm -hmm. but not the standards of Boyd's mom, have been shipped off their... That over to the erogenous zone. Yeah. And they're uh, being traded for Le'Veon Bell. Okay. Also, some cash considerations, $7 of auction value moving over to Veritas hands mm-hmm. in the deal.
0: Wow. Big move for Boy's Mom.
1: Yeah. Big move. Uh, removing some of these players that weren't quite at the standard. Mm-hmm. Replacing with yet another running back superstar, and uh, I think overall, this is this is a week where we upgraded the best team in the league to the bestest best team in the league.
0: Sure. Uh, now, let me ask you this. Does uh, Le'Veon Bell know how quickly you discard players if uh, you know they don't live up to the Boyd's Mom standards? He better. Uh, I mean, Le'Veon has his last four games under 12 points. Is that... Boyd's mom's standards is, is he coming in with a target on his back
1: he's coming in to one of the most cakewalk schedules in the nfl okay if you look ahead uh, it's the patriots first half of the season esque. yeah uh, got a lot of dolphins on there you got some giants on there you got some redskins on there really excited about that mm-hmm. uh sam darnold of course has returned from this injury your boy luke falk no longer the guy that was handing him the ball finally uh I think Bell's not going to be seeing those stack boxes. He's going to be more involved. The team's going to be ahead more often. Utmost confidence in this man mm-hmm. being the third missing piece, really, to the big three at running back. Yeah. I'm really excited about it. Uh,
0: are you disappointed that you cannot offer DJ and trades any longer?
1: Well, I mean, I was shocked how hard it was to trade DJ Charkin. <laughs> there have been so many people I reached out to. Some of them just don't respond at all. Uh-huh. Others make some joke back that isn't clear of, wait, are you saying no? Uh, but I think this was one of those cases where uh, Barrett previously had interest in DJ Chark. Uh, she admitted that she was trying to pick him up the week that I picked him up and yeah. kind of missed it by a moment. And she was k- sort of kicking herself for it. So we got to write that wrong, uh-huh. get, him, get him over to the team where she wanted him. But... Uh, Rest assured, there will be a new DJ Chark that is included in every trade-off. Absolutely. Not sure who it is yet. Don't know? I don't know. Oh, okay. I, don't know. I, I
0: thought maybe you had uh, somebody earmarked already. Yeah, I mean... Uh, it, I believe Devontae Parker is available on the waiver wire. It,
1: it, pff, not for long. You've got an empty bench <laughs> spot.
0: Uh, does DJ know about the relationship between you and Devontae? Was that part of the reason that he failed to perform once put into the starting lineup?
1: Well, I don't know what happened between the two of them. Mm -hmm. It's possible Devontae was threatening him or, you know, doing some other things behind the scenes. Like I said, I don't actually talk to these guys.
0: Uh, Did you trade Barrett your DJ Chark jersey along with the player DJ Chark? Mm.
1: I have traded my love and adoration.
0: Okay. Is DJ Chark basically dead to you at this point? (laughs)
1: Uh, no, I think you know we will always root for former players. We have no ill will for any of these guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, I think when we give away the rings, we'll probably be bringing Carry On and DJ back just so that they can watch the ceremony. We're going to give them rings. We're right. so not being ridiculous.
0: What about Matt Ryan, John Brown, Devin yeah, Singletary? No, they, Are they, they they're on the they, list as they well? They can
1: watch as well, but they'll be in the upper deck. <laughs> okay, they, they won't have great seats.
0: All right. Well, certainly a momentous trade. Uh, let's keep that train rolling, and uh, let's get back to AJ tanking after going 2-5, and five, uh, trading off all of his best players. Um, we'll start with the first trade, which is probably the most... Actually, you know what? Let's let's save that one. Uh, let's do Melvin Gordon. Yeah. He drafted Melvin Gordon in the third round, Third I round.
1: Last pick in the third round? Just taking uh-huh. the
0: last pick in the third round. Yeah. Uh, traded him for $9 to... Your adversary, Christina, how do yeah. you feel about this?
1: I was not pleased when I saw that one. Mm-hmm. Just because I felt like she got a uh, very good running back uh, for what I thought was a steal. Mm-hmm. Um, essentially, I mean, Geo was included in the trade over 2AJ, but I think that yeah. was just so that they could trade players. Wouldn't I think be, he was immediately dropped. Wouldn't so be surprised if not... he had already been cut. Has he been? <laughs> okay. So it's $9. Yeah. And that seems to me to be a steal. I don't know... Did,
0: were you involved in the trade negotiations for Melvin Gordon? I think that Gordon? you
1: you know that I was, and uh, this is one of those things where I uh, immediately as as after it was done, I was texting AJ and saying, "What is what is happening here? Uh, don't you know how to negotiate?" Criticized the man's negotiation skills. Yeah, because as soon as it's saw nine dollars, my first reaction to that whatsapp confirmation of the trade was i would have paid more than nine dollars just gotta ask man if he's trying to maximize the value here you gotta shop this stuff around all i can say is collusion (laughs) (laughs) obviously uh yeah i didn't
0: know uh melvin gordon was available um I guess he probably should have been available because AJ teased something on the WhatsApp that uh, his team's basically up for sale after he lost. Yeah, I but... think what,
1: the, what that kicked off was a series of messages that, A, he was sending out to people, and yeah. B, were coming into him. Mm-hmm. Um, I I was, of course, in the B camp, and I was up early on my way to work on the ferry, 7 a.m., texting AJ wherever he was and uh, getting some trade talks kicked off right away. Uh, but yeah, I just... Uh, I think he could have gotten more. I think Christina got a steal. Yeah. We were talking about the one hole in her lineup was that flex spot. I think there's no hole in her lineup anymore. Thielen's out this week, so she's got a guy to fill in for a week, but that's kind of yeah. like a bye week. Mm-hmm. Um, they're expecting that not to be a big deal. So you have Thielen back, and that lineup, lineup top to bottom.
0: Looks pretty good. It's pretty good. Yep. Camara back. Gordon back. Uh, she's going to be tough to stop.
1: Yeah. I honestly think that Melvin Gordon is underrated at this point. Uh, people are worried that because Austin Eckler was good at the beginning of the year, that Melvin Gordon won't be good anymore. Yeah, we've seen him back for a couple of games, but the Chargers haven't quite been right. The running game hasn't quite been right. Eckler's still kind of been involved, but um, we watched the Chargers game. Christina likes Chargers. And uh, the... Eckler thing is, yeah, he's there, but they're actually playing him a wide receiver. They're, Melvin Gordon is their running back, and there's no question about it. And he's going to start scoring. He's going to get, start getting those touchdowns. I think this is a steal. This is a slam dunk for the sore taint. I am jealous. Uh,
0: let me piggyback off that comment just a bit and bring it back to my own fantastic team. Do you feel the same about Joe Mixon? Like, is he a guy that... Has shown that he's talented and is going to start scoring again?
1: Yes and no. In I other words,
0: should I hold on to Joe Mixon or should I trade It
1: depends him? on who you're talking to. <laughs> if I'm offering you somebody, yeah, then you probably should trade him. Yep. Uh, I already gave away my DJ Chark chip, so I don't know what we have left. Yeah, exactly. But uh, I think Joe Mixon is not quite the same in that the, the Bengals stink and... There's just not as many opportunities where he's going to get all these carries and get kind of the volume yardage. He's got to break out big runs.
0: Yeah, the Chargers are 0-4 since Melvin Gordon returned, so the Chargers now also stink. The
1: Chargers are also just the weirdest team in the NFL. It's been this way for like three or four years. They lose games in the weirdest possible fashions uh, this time, I think they had like three goal line carries at the end of the game that would have mm-hmm. won it. And then time ran out, so they couldn't even kick a field goal to win the game. All these weird things are just like, wait, they should have easily won that. What just happened? Yeah. Um, so they're not a bad team. The Bengals stink. Joe Mixon is the only good player on that team. And we've seen the only way he's going to end up scoring is if he breaks off a big run or he gets the one touchdown Bengals score that week.
0: Yeah. Well, let's uh, segue into the next best Bengals player, who is Tyler Boyd, involved in a trade uh, with AJ as well, uh, which was going from Eric's team to AJ, along with $26 for Chris Godwin. Uh,
1: I, think, I, I think this sets up... We should, we should talk about this in like a rating scale of some sort. Yeah, okay. So if we were rating this trade on the... Let's call it a three-point scale.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: on the one end of the scale... Um, that was a bad trade. And then the medium point is a, a not very good trade. And the other end is just an absolutely ludicrous trade. Where would you rate this one?
0: Uh, I would rate it in the head-scratcher region. <laughs> uh, not absolutely ludicrous. He did get $26 back, and That's, Tyler Boyd... I, you
1: maybe you have to choose which side you're on. For AJ, it's one yeah. thing. For Let's go for Eric's side.
0: From Eric's side, it's a good trade. It's not great, but it's good. I mean, $26 is quite a bit. He's going to have to spend $5 to keep him. So Godwin has got to be this guy next year uh, while also losing Tyler Boyd at cheap keeper value. Right.
1: So next year,
0: Godwin... Godwin, Is Godwin $26 better than Boyd next year? Uh, And that's the keeper side. Right. Is Uh,
1: Godwin worth at least $31 in the draft next year? That's right it has to and is that.
0: he 26 dollars better than boyd now for this year as you were saying the bengal stink boyd has had one great game and a couple other decent ones but generally has not been anywhere close to godwin's level so for this year eric now freshly off his uh win in the loser out bowl number two uh three and four looking like he might have a pretty formidable squad now
1: i don't know if i would use that word okay it looks pretty good. I think that head scratcher for me was, wait, hold on. Eric's going for it. <laughs> you know, it, it wasn't like uh, Christina got that other deal. It's like, okay, right. So this is a team that's like all in. I'm going to try to win. Yeah. Eric's sitting there, the one who just won the, like the game that we said, if you lose this, you're out. Yeah. And now all of a sudden he's, he's mortgaging the future to get hopefully to 500 That's the head scratcher for me on this deal of just kind of like, wait, why that team? I think I'd be more okay with it if it was like me, Christina, Badger, any of those teams that are like up at the top of the standings already. Wait, hold on. Am am I in this tier or am I not? No, you're not. Okay. All right. I'm I'm just saying Badger over you in this case because she is literally above you in the standings. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I wouldn't include Badger if she wasn't in first place because like I said, I'm not sure that team's good. Kill it if I could. Sure. Sure. But that's the weird part to me, is just why this team... I do question $26. I think that's way too much. I think that that is a heavy investment in a single player this year at a position where you already had some decent wide receivers. Yes, they've been underperforming. This is an upgrade. It's good. But he traded a keeper for a keeper, and I just don't know if $26 was the amount I would have spent, period, let alone if I was in Eric's situation.
0: Well, for Eric... Uh, you know, he's four games behind you for the one seat. So he's probably not looking at getting a buy, um, but he can get it in the playoffs. Look, the, the other division, the, the mediocres, as I like to refer to them, they may get one or two teams. Obviously they're getting one in, but they, they may get a second team in, but I feel like we're going to get four out of our division.
1: I like how you went from they to we all in the context <laughs> of one sentence. <laughs>
0: Uh, so they're only going to get two teams in. We're going to get four teams in, I think. And so he's just got to get in the playoffs and then see what happens. Because as we found out with fantasy football, it all comes down to week 14, 15, 16.
1: Right. Is Eric this, this year's Barrett of team that didn't even look good and then suddenly won the championship.
0: Well, let me read off his starting lineup. He's got Deshaun Watson, arguably top three quarterback. Or actual top three quarterback. (laughs) Arguably number one quarterback, I would say, with Mahomes out and some other guys. uh, I like his potential. Saquon, now back. Josh Jacobs, currently number 12-ranked running back, looks like he's going to be a solid contributor. His receivers are now Robert Woods, who's been underperforming but is still pretty decent, and Chris Godwin with Michelle... Emmanuel Sanders, and Marquise Brown. We There are actually a couple other trades that happened uh, last week that we have not adequately talked about, but he picked up Marquise Brown for A Song and a Prayer last week. So he's got some interesting talent there, and then Zach Ertz at tight end.
1: Yeah, but I think the reason why he's not better in terms of his record right now is that a lot of those guys you're talking about haven't performed the way that we thought. Ertz is one of them, Robert Woods is one of them. To an extent, Watson is one of them, although he's been good in a lot of games. He's been pretty up and
0: down. He's been yeah. hard to rely on. Peaks and values with him.
1: Yeah. Um, as AJ might say, he's a boom or a buster. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes
0: uh, he booms, sometimes he doesn't <laughs> boom.
1: <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, he's got a good starting lineup right now. Uh, so it was a good move for the season. It did make him better. I just think the dollars were too much. For AJ, though, yeah. that's an amazing... Hall that he's gotten with two players and he still has more that he can trade.
0: Yes. Uh, but now he's looking at keeping Boyd instead of Godwin next year, which I think is a significant decline. Although, when you factor in $26... Just
1: go buy somebody else. I
0: guess that makes up for it.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay, well let's, uh, let's talk briefly about waivers. Uh, we are through the Week 8 waivers. Um, kind of just the one big guy, Ty Johnson... Uh, with the big contract,
1: not not just a big guy, just a big heart, a big man. (laughs) He was, it was worth a lot. He was, uh, this was of course, uh, right after we told carry on about what we were asking him to do. Yeah. Uh, and we knew that Ty Johnson was our guy. We'd been scouting him all throughout the season. We knew he was a guy we wanted on the roster. We're going to move carry on for him question was, how much do we spend to get him onto the team? Yeah. Um, we had a, a team of research scientists get together. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'd been studying your uh, behaviors in the free agent auction process over the past couple of years. When um, you say your, do you mean me specifically? The entire league. Oh, okay. The entire league. Yes, you, <laughs> uh, but the entire league. We knew precisely what we needed to do, and we put $36 down. Yeah. Mainly because... Uh, we, we know that with Precision we could have done 31, uh, but we just decided that we wanted to uh, sort of pour sand in the mouth of the league a little bit. Sure, and, yeah. And uh, just kind of throw away money like we, we don't care about it. Light it on fire just to see the world burn.
0: I like it. Well, I'll tell you, it was nearly the perfect bid because I started with like 12 before Carrion was ruled IR. Like, when he was out for the week, I'm like, all right, I'm going to go get Ty Johnson it might be a week or two, but I like it. And then carry on went on IR. And so started at 20. And then I was like, that's not nearly big enough. And then I went 25 and I'm laying in bed. I went 30. This is like 11 o'clock. And I put my phone down. I'm like, God, is 30 enough. And as I was drifting off, I was like, I should probably go 35. And I just was too tired. I was too sleepy to get up and change the bid to 30. So I nearly went 35 and it was nearly the perfect bid. So Great job!
1: I wish you had, just because you'd be that much <laughs> Even more, more upset with yourself. Because
0: I tell you, thirty-five would have been f- feeling pretty good. I will say, I was pretty positive I was going to get him for forty. If I went forty, I'm like nobody's. I somebody's going to go in the thirties, but I don't know if I can go forty for that guy. Yet.
1: Yeah, the thing is that we. I I almost feel like this is one of the things we could we could debate another time. Is how many dollars are the right dollars to have? Because I feel like a hundred is like. I feel like I have if infinite money. Like, <laughs> there's not that many guys that we've wanted to bid up this high yeah. for the whole season. How many more of them are there going to be? Let's just spend the cash while we got it.
0: We're getting to that point. We're in week eight right now. There's only four more weeks until the trade deadline. Uh, before you know, we can keep guys. Or, sorry, not the trade deadline. Uh, last week, the regular season is what I'm referring to because you can't keep guys after that point. I think it's December third. Yeah, so we got like six weeks left before the before that point. So how many more star running backs are gonna go down with their backups available? Or how many rookies are gonna have that big breakout performance that you want to spend thirty to forty dollars on? This might have been the last good guy or, you know, maybe somebody else will come up and I'll be glad that I have 73 dollars instead of thirty-three dollars. Okay, so let's take just a minute. Uh you and I discussed off air last week the potential ...of a new rule next year, which is increasing the positional limits, uh, specifically for quarterbacks, since we're moving to a two... Or, sorry, a super flex league, which is essentially a two-quarterback
1: league next year. Depends on how you want to play it. Sure. A lot of people will decide to go with two quarterbacks, Mm -hmm. unless they're Jared Goff.
0: (laughs) If I had two Jared Goffs, that is the thing that's holding me back this year, is if only I had more Jared Goffs. Yeah,
1: there'd be these weeks where you could get twice as much negative value... (laughs) Uh, yeah, so the, the concept that I'm sort of pitching is right now our position limits are quarterbacks, you're allowed to have three of them. Yep. Running backs and wide receivers, you're allowed to have six of them. Tight ends, I think, is four. Um, and then kickers and defenses, uh, no one really knows for sure. Unlimited, I'm, no I'm sure. No one has ever tested those You limits. could have a
0: roster completely full of kickers. <laughs>
1: There may be limits, but that's not the point of the conversation. So in our current setup, that's how many you're allowed to keep. In our current setup in your starting lineup, you will undoubtedly have two running backs, undoubtedly have two wide receivers. But with the flex spot, you have the opportunity to start up to three of each of those positions. Correct. And so then with six players allotted to your, your roster for those positions... That's sort of how much we're saying you need to have the right buffer to potentially start three. If we move to having a spot where you have the opportunity to start up to two quarterbacks, shouldn't you have more room on your roster to be able to start more than two quarterbacks?
0: Sure. Uh, Sorry, let me quickly uh, correct ourselves. It's actually four quarterbacks, three tight ends currently. Delete this segment. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do believe that you had said last week that you wanted to increase to five to. The point is the same. The point is the same. Yeah, the numbers are different. So the point is to increase the flexibility with which yeah. you're allowed to build your team. I mean, with five quarterback roster spots, you could load up on quarterbacks and you could be the guy that has you know four top 10 guys and everybody's going to be come looking to you come trade deadline you know the rest of your team was probably going to be a little weaker yeah uh and on the other side somebody may only go one quarterback and then you know load up on running backs right. and receivers and then that and super think, flex is another bomb track dude and totally
1: and that's what makes to me uh the super flex sort of a uh, interesting and fun Wrinkle to the league is yeah. it creates an opportunity for diverging strategies, different paths to get to success. Yeah. Right now we all have pretty similar strategies, which is all about running backs and wide receivers. There's a couple of people that wanted to go big on quarterback and get some of the good guys and draft Aaron mm. Rodgers or or Deshaun Watson early. Yeah. But for the most part, those first few rounds are all filled with running backs and wide receivers if we can give more space to be able to get more quarterbacks and start more quarterbacks, you have more opportunity for people to have these different paths like you were talking about. Somebody's the quarterback guy. Somebody's the running back guy. Somebody's the kind of balanced roster guy. And that's cool that these teams are different. And you have different roster constructions. Some of them fail miserably. Some of them are really great. And you get this sort of trade action of like, you want quarterbacks, you go talk to Boyd. He's your guy.
0: Well, I would say this. Uh, I think the current setup is just fine for the current setup. Um, There's a little bit of restrictiveness with the backs and receivers only being able to keep six. I would say this. Since we're adding a roster position and it's a super flex next year, I would say increase everything across the board, which means backs, receivers, tight ends. Quarterbacks at four I feel like is pretty fair just because there's really only 32 quarterbacks that you would roster. Maybe you're holding on to a rookie or a backup just in case. But only 32 quarterbacks are going to score points any given week. But yeah, I would but, say... But wouldn't that
1: be cool if you had somebody who hoarded quarterbacks so that somebody can only roster one?
0: Uh, definitely. It's a strategy. Um, I would just say that let's increase it to seven on backs and receivers because now there exists the possibility to start four backs or four receivers. And so let's make sure, sure. that there's... Room. So we're talking about five
1: quarterbacks, seven running backs, seven receivers, and four tight ends.
0: Sure, we'll go four tight ends, and then and let's seven keep, kickers. Let's keep unlimited. I think it's unlimited kickers. Uh, I'm pretty sure. No, actually, it's uh, three kickers. There it is.
1: That's absurd. Let's make it
0: seven. We got to make it seven.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think or unlimited one of the seven to unlimited. Let's put that, that up age. to a vote. Yeah, well, I think we just decided. Do, it, do we involve other people in these decisions? I'm sorry,
0: Corey. I, I know you're new to the podcast, but uh, nothing we say is ever taken seriously on the podcast. No, no,
1: podcast. nothing that you and AJ say. Oh, okay. We are...
0: <laughs> now that you're on the show, yeah. we might actually be able to get some things done. Well, that's true, because you're, you know, vice commissioner, and so you have a certain amount of polling. I
1: necessary. at least have a way to, to to whip some votes, they say.
0: Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh,
1: interesting... Other rule? Oh, Yes. I think that we should also have two spots on the IR. Okay. We only have one today. Yeah. And that creates frustration for teams that have more than one injured player at the same time. Uh-huh. And creates a situation where you may need to cut one of these guys or some other really good player just because of an injury that's not a long term injury. It might be a one or two week injury. Uh-huh. Or it may be something where especially because we have the rule that if somebody gets cut um, and clears waivers, then they become this $5 keeper. Yeah. The the DJ Moore rule Um, that I think creating a situation where you don't have to get forced to cut one of the guys you paid a bunch of money for due to a season ending injury is better than cutting somebody because you just didn't have enough bench spots. I'd rather not create those situations and have these artificial, agents just because of desperation
0: sure do you think that would lead some teams to hoard injured players you know this year for instance breeze and newton reach cut perhaps prematurely perhaps not maybe with two ir slots they're not cut
1: was breeze cut
0: breeze was cut yeah but maybe with two ir slots somebody's able to go select all these guys that uh perhaps were prematurely cut well but i
1: think that's the point maybe those guys wouldn't have been cut if there was two ir spots okay And so the only guys that you'd be grabbing off of waivers that are injured are ones that people didn't want in the first place. Right. And so I think the whole point is to try to avoid that situation. If, if somebody's worth rostering, we shouldn't make it so that they get cut somewhat, like I'm saying, artificially.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, you know, food for thought. All
2: right. So very special segment, uh, AJ called in his picks last week, I uh, them himself, we put him in at the end of the episode. Uh, this week, we've got live picks. AJ is joining us from somewhere in the country of Europe, I mean, continent of Europe. Wow. Where are you right now, AJ?
3: I am not in the continent of Europe, I'm in London, which is in the UK, which is not going to be part of uh, Europe any longer.
2: What is that background noise? Are you in the London tube right now?
3: That's just the air conditioning. Relax. No one else can hear wow, that
2: it. Wow, is, that is a hefty air conditioner. How are your travels going so far?
3: Uh, the travels are going good, except it's a... I don't like what's happening with my fantasy football.
2: Yeah, what? Uh, how's it going trying to manage a, a subpar fantasy football team from the continent of
3: Europe? Again, not in Europe. Um, I am struggling. I feel like no one should take a trip during fantasy football season. Like, That's true.
2: There should be a four-month embargo on vacations for all the fantasy league members.
3: Yeah. You should just stick around and not do anything. Uh, yeah, because getting news, getting information is hard. I have not watched football in a in about three weeks, so I have no idea about the plays that didn't happen, like the plays that get called back on penalties. I don't hear about them or anything like that. So I'm missing out on the nuances.
2: Do you feel like that has been helping you in the past?
3: Yes, because like you can kind of tell, hey, this is a little bit off, but, oh, he just missed a touchdown. Oh, yeah, he got <laughs> called back on penalty. Like yes, it was worth it.
2: All right, so we've had a couple of trades uh, that broke yesterday, uh, Tuesday, and it very much is signaling uh, that you've given up. Have you given up?
3: In fact, no, no I don't think I have. Okay, I'm willing to trade. Like, so let's break down the first trade, right, which was Tyler Boyd for Chris Godwin, and yeah. uh, twenty six uh, auction dollars for next year. Tyler Boyd isn't a scrub, is he, Boyd?
2: He sure isn't. He's fantastic.
3: And he's keepable next year. Uh Uh-huh. So I feel like, yeah, I gave up a little or a lot, but I got back. I am still in it. I may not be in it 100%, but I am trying to even up the field and take down Corey. Anything I
2: can do to take down Corey... Sounds like you're doing just enough to not get last place. Maybe. Would that be accurate?
3: That is probably <laughs> okay. my goal. My goal is not right. to get last place and to have three good features.
2: Because you're terrified of the wings. Aren't you? No, I had one. I, I did okay.
3: You
2: know, <laughs> strange back pain aside. <laughs>
3: Which was stomach pain, because your stomach's in your back. As
2: Precisely, described. yes.
3: Cool.
2: Uh, Okay, so how much fantasy football advice have you been getting from that robot in the background? Because if that's the guy that's been doing these trades for you, then you should probably fire him.
3: What robot?
2: Uh, There is some uh, 1970s robotic movie robot noises coming from the background, and they're fascinating, to be quite frank.
3: Okay, no one else can hear this, boy. and you'll listen once you hear this recording. Nothing is going on.
2: All of our guests will be able to hear it, I'm certain.
3: Okay. Yeah. By the way, you know what the air conditioner could be? It could be like my laptop fan, which you're right next to.
2: Is that laptop from the 1970s?
3: It's from 2017.
2: 2017. So I got two of the numbers right. Oh, I got three of the numbers. Anyway, all right. So, shall we move on to the fix for the week, or I guess you did make another trade. Yeah. Talk about that other trade. Sure. Uh, Tell us us about Melvin Gordon.
3: So this was an interesting trade. I reached out to a few people. A few people bought or bit on the bait, which was yeah, which was hey, Melvin Gordon's on the trading block. Who wants it? And so Corley flew out a number, which was less than the number Christina flew out. And I was like, hey, Christina, I know you hate Cawley. So do you want to give me a little bit more money than Corey, and he's yours? Went back and forth a bit and Christina said yes. As soon as that trade went through, Corley was like up in flames going, AJ, you're a terrible negotiator. You should have asked me for more money. And I'm like, screenshotted his WhatsApp message going literally word for word. Hey, Corey, I've got another offer. It's higher than yours. Do you want to improve your offer? And he was like, no. But now once the trade's gone through, he was like, I missed out. I'm a baby. He was doing his best whiny Trump inflation.
2: Ah fascinating to hear the -the behind-the-scenes details of trade negotiations. I tell you what, they're never civil. Uh, I may have painted a few of them civil, but they really weren't. And so, uh, you know, if you want to trade with the
3: host, uh, just be prepared for that. Be prepared for the negotiations to be aired out uh, for, for all to hear. Of course. Okay, let's get to my picks because I know Corey's is going to take like an hour and a half of the podcast this week. So you, I don't know what you're going to do with cutting it. But. Okay. So I'm not going to pick my matchup, as I never do. Uh, then the next one that I'm looking at is Fake Andrew versus Bake. And uh, Fake Andrew has a six-point advantage. And I think I... No. I will go with Bake on this one. They're both three and four. But I think David Johnson... Like, the only concern is David Johnson. If he comes back, then it's Bake. If he doesn't come back, then it's Fake Andrew. And... Actually, I'm going to say he's not going to come back, so I'll give it to, I'm changing my pick to Fake Andrew.
2: Fake Andrew officially. Excellent.
3: Uh, Next one is yours versus Berets matchup, B versus B. Is it our only B first name matchup? Are you the only two people with Bs as their first name?
2: I do believe so, yes.
3: You were very quick with that. I feel you've done this research before.
2: Uh, yeah, well, the only other brands I know of are Brendan, sorry, B names are Brendan, Brendan, and they are not in the fantasy
3: league. Ah. So you've got a 12-point advantage, but Barrett and uh, her fiancé are probably going to put up another 40-burger, and so I will give it to Barrett. I'm calling the upset. Great. Not enthused about that at all?
2: I don't really care what you think because I know I'm going to dominate. I've also got Jimmy Graham uh, to cover some of that 40 points, so I'm not sure. Yeah. I mean, maybe she gets 40 out of Rodgers, but where's she going to get the other 60?
3: <laughs>
2: She's going to need 100 to beat me.
3: Okay. Uh, I thought I'm you were going to be all numbers. quiet during my picks, and you were going to yeah, just. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, well, look,
2: we already know I've, I've made my picks with Corey, uh, which we will air air uh, at some point in this podcast. Um, and, of course, I'm picking myself because I pick myself every week. Kay. I'm feeling real good this week, uh,
3: needless to say. Uh, so Badger versus Eric. I'm picking Eric. He's got a 11, 12-point advantage, and he's got his new uh, boy toy, Chris Godwin, inserted in light into his lineup. So that's an easy one. And then there's Laura versus Christina. Christina does not have a wide receiver or a quarterback right now.
2: A lot of buys this week. A lot of buys.
3: Yeah. So she does have Kyla Molly. So let's put him in. Give her like 17 points for that. And let's put in Ken. She, no, she's already starting two tight ends. Pleston Williams. Is, sure, wh- why not? <laughs> So, I think. I think Christina's going to take her third loss of the season. and Oh, alright then. Yeah. Because even with 30 points, she comes up even with Law in projections. And, uh-huh. although. Matt Wine is out, so Julio may not be that effective. Yep, yeah, I am going to give it to uh, Christina. Change it last minute again.
2: Officially Christina. You yeah. got it. All right, that brings us to the marquee matchup. Battle the Amazon boys. Real Andrew real Corey. What do you got?
3: So, again... Okay, so Leo Andrew does not have another quarterback, except for Matt Lyon. And Matt Lyon may not play. Oh, he's got Carson Wentz, sorry. So let's say he puts in Carson Wentz. Uh, Corey is in bye week hell with a lot of his players on bye. And because he does the double handcuff, where he's got Zeke's handcuff and uh, Dalvin Cook's handcuff. Uh-huh. He He's basically got four players on by, because you can't play Alexander Madison. Pollard and Zeke are on by. Jackson's on by. Tucker's on by. So I'm going to say Corey takes his first loss and Leo oh, Andrew man. takes it away. Big call. Carla Williams uh, is back.
2: I'm even going to go the office Tuesday morning. Do we think they're going to have a side bet
3: of some sort? I don't know. Like there have been plenty of side bets going around. Hopefully, everyone's noticed all of them. Uh-huh. But who knows? <laughs> so I will say that there will be civil. I don't know, like, do we know if they still share an office?
2: Uh, That much is unclear. I I don't know that it is. No,
3: Mm. actually. Because if they shared an office, then I would want to be in for that, like, Royal Wumble come Tuesday morning. Mm Okay. But, yeah. So, my suspicion is, is there any Thursday night player? He's got Delvin Court. If Dalvin Cook has a stinker on Thursday night, then I don't think Corley is picking up a kicker. Huh. Okay. Like, he's subbing in Jameis Winston, which is not a great choice.
2: Not for kicker for his quarterback.
3: For, for quarterback. Yeah. That's right. And like, the funniest thing is he's still got Antonio Brown on his bench. I'm just waiting for him – Come Sunday morning, if he needs to pick up a kick-up he, kicker, he's going to drop Antonio Brown. I think he's trying to trade Antonio Brown with every single person in the league. Uh-huh. Um, have you received a trade like that?
2: Uh, multiple trade offers for Antonio Brown. Yeah. Yeah.
3: He's going to be on the waiver wire uh, come Sunday morning. So, uh,
2: okay. Uh, I say that he does not drop Antonio Brown. Put it on the bold calls board.
3: That he won't start a kicker? Uh,
2: I think he starts a kicker. I think he drops somebody else.
3: Okay.
2: If I may be so bold, I will predict Tony Pollard gets dropped for a kicker. Because Corey wants to go undefeated. And he's going to do whatever he can to win uh, until he gets his first loss. And then maybe after that first loss, he kind of dials things
3: back. Yeah. But, uh, so uh, yeah, I, is, think, I think he starts a kicker. Is Corey going to be the 14-1 uh, Patriots?
2: Uh, well, we'll certainly find out. Uh, I don't think he gets that many wins, but, uh, you know.
3: So you don't think I'm he's going to be undefeated?
2: I do not think he goes undefeated, no.
3: Okay. Well, I don't think he goes undefeated because I'm picking Leo Andrew here. That is correct. So I think we're on the same boat. All right. Cool. That's it for me. I will be back stateside come, well, Sunday morning for the game. So hopefully it is a joyous season where Melvin Gordon has no carries and Austin Eckler carries the team to a victory.
2: Does it still count as an AJ if players you trade away end up uh, exploding? Because, you know, they're players that you used to own and are now almost scoring points on your bench except they're on somebody else's team. Yeah. So that's kind of the same thing, right?
3: Kind of the same thing. By the way, where's my I weekly prize?
2: It happened with Aaron Jones last year. So, okay. and Derek Henry for that matter. Just, you know, I had to trade him to the Warriors team before he yes. did that. So I'm pretty sure the analogy holds.
3: Where's my what we- weekly
2: prize we're talking about? What did you win? The AJ. Ah, that's right. For uh, benching Marvin Jones. Well, you'll have to talk to the commissioner about that. Yeah. <laughs>
3: I was saving my $1.66 for last week. I'm waiting for my 9
2: I, I think if she gives you about uh, $7 in euros that should had about cover, I, I don't know. I don't know what the exchange rate is, but...
3: Obviously. Little, <laughs>
2: little okay. Pounds, I, I, I guess you're into the pounds now.
3: So yeah. It's like
2: $5. Five, five pounds.
3: Okay.
2: Alright, well thanks for joining us, AJ, and uh, we'll catch up with you next week.
3: Okay. Thanks for your time. Bye.
0: All right. Well, thank you, AJ, for those thrilling and yet asinine picks. Uh, I'm sure you're going to get every single one of those wrong. And also thank you for uh, insight into the trade
1: negotiations. Fascinating. It it was a thrilling segment. (laughs) I think that uh, everyone that left to go to the bathroom, now it's time to return. Yes. Uh, Turn the volume back up. Uh, We're back on.
0: All right. And here we go with the week eight picks. Uh, let's get started uh, with myself versus Barrett. Barrett ra- rolling out uh, a fresh new lineup, no longer saddled with Le'Veon Bell. Uh, DJ Chark Jr. right back into the starting lineup. I'm sure she's very excited. Um, still seven-point projected disadvantage to myself. Um,
1: yeah, and- actually, that was I didn't think about that wrinkle, that DJ Chark would be facing you, one of his biggest fans, mm-hmm. um, sitting here at your house, uh, had to log on to your wifi and I asked what your password was. And he said it was Minshew 15. <laughs> so that was, that was evidence that Jaguars are your favorite team. Yeah. Seahawks are your seven, second favorite. Mm-hmm. so having shark face me is it's got to hurt a little bit.
0: And former it? Wazoo quarterbacks are also yeah. uh, right there. All the things you love. Yes. Uh, no, this is the, well, it's the first time I faced him in the starting lineup. I do not believe you started him against me the first time. I did so, not.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, no, I, uh, I've been kicking the tires on DJ Chark Jr. all year. Uh, we've had a couple of different trade offers, which uh, didn't really go anywhere. Um, not excited to face him. Uh, I wish he was on my own team. I wish I could just have him and not give up anything. That's what I really want.
1: I feel like that was what you were offering. <laughs> <laughs> it was close. Yeah.
0: All right. Uh, uh, well, I like myself, uh, as I do every week. Uh, last week... Was bitter disappointment, but um, going up against Barrett's inferior squad, and I like myself. You know what? I'm gonna go ahead and put a point total on it. Twenty two point victory for Boso this week.
1: I see what you're doing there. You uh, you see something that's successful. You you try to copy it. Exactly. Um, I understand why you would pick yourself. Uh, I think that that's uh, probably the right choice. I'm gonna go that route too. I got a question for you though. Yes. Uh, you just acquired Jimmy Graham. I sure uh, did. Off of waivers. How do you feel about spending money to make your tight end position worse? Well, here's the
0: thing. is It was already probably the worst situation in the league, so how can you make something that's already worse even more worse? Mm. Uh, I'm unsure that TJ Hawkinson is either better or worse than Jimmy Graham, but at this point I'm throwing darts and I'll try anything.
1: Well, I think that that is uh, the one question mark here is I think all your running backs wide receivers combine to theoretically win this game. Mm -hmm. But will Goff and Graham combine for enough negative points (laughs) to give you the loss? (laughs) I don't know the answer to that, but I'm going to guess that they keep you afloat enough to win the game. I've got you winning by 16.4 points.
0: Perfect. I like it. Uh, Okay, so let's move on to fake Andrew and real Justin fake Andrew 91 point projected advantage projected to blow the pants off Baker this week
1: he's projected to win by 91 which app are you looking at
0: 21 did I say 91 Mm, I see I think I meant 21 uh I like uh I like fake Andrew in this one
1: what do you think about Andrew's strategy of rotating his team name and image each week to make fun of his opponent?
0: I love it. Uh, I did that like seven years ago, and it was... Oh, my... so
1: you're saying this is, this is played out. I've done this before. <laughs> no, I'm just saying... This I... is so 2012.
0: I, I love doing it that year, and I love that Andrew's doing it this year. Mm, okay. Uh,
1: where does he get so many of these images? Does he just search Google for something, that the name that he thinks of? He's probably Last got... Last week, for example, it was, it was a poop coming out of a rhinoceros butt Uh did he search for rhinoceros pooping (laughs) what what do you think did he search for
0: well Uh, i i'm sure he's got a his own personal internet research team which uh is doing all this for him uh yeah i'm gonna assume they search for pile of shit and that's probably number one or number two that's
1: how he got the baker mayfield image is that what you're saying uh
0: that's how he i think he got the rhino poop
1: image Mm, i see
0: is- uh, the baker mayfield image i'm not sure uh so just for those of you that don't use uh laptops uh his image is a gif of baker mayfield doing some sort of jig i'm not sure what that move is called but anyway uh yeah give me give me real and or sorry fake andrew in this matchup
1: yeah andrew's team uh has had a rough go the past couple of weeks yeah they had. up my team and then Christina's team in subsequent weeks, Mm -hmm. both times facing the highest scoring team for that week. Yeah. And both teams putting up, or both times putting up respectable points himself. Yeah. So Andrew's team isn't bad. Just had some bad luck. I think that he wins this one handily.
0: Well, he has not won since he started emulating his opponent's team names. I wonder if that strategy will continue or if he will give up on
1: that one way we could go on our predictions here is that baker becomes the highest scoring team this week uh you could predict that yes yeah but i try to get my picks right
0: (laughs) (laughs) yes i will not predict that uh uh, just for a note fake andrew fourth highest scoring team in the league and yet he's three and four
1: there you have it i think he
0: turns it around i think he is the second wild card in the mediocre's division
1: are you predicting him to win by 91 points
0: uh I am gonna predict a slightly less
1: exaggerated victory. Um I'll go with twelve. Mm. I'm gonna give Andrew uh, a heavy win, thirty one. Excellent.
0: Okay. Let's do Badger against Eric. Eric's shiny new lineup. He's got Chris Godwin in there. Projected to win by ten point Eight over the badger train badger train's got mccaffrey back
1: both hands in front of the face both
0: hands in front of her face this week oh boy this is gonna be a tough one give me badger in the upset here i like her to win by nine points
1: not 45 minutes ago you were talking about how good eric's team is <laughs> that's how much i like badger's team that's true that's true uh what do you like about badger's team
0: Well, I like the number one running back in football, Yeah, obviously. Her receivers are pretty solid. I don't know that she has uh, a superstar, and Cooper's on bye this week, but she's got Amari Cooper, T.Y. Hilton, Julian Edelman, Alshon Jeffrey, and A.J. Green's coming back off a bye. And so maybe this is a little bit more I like her team in, like, three weeks. The long term. But it's been pretty good so far. Um And, you know, no Cooper obviously hurts, but I think that Eric's team maybe underperforms a little bit. I think Sonny Michel's been getting a little lucky with touchdowns. Uh, I don't know that Cleveland's going to be the one to slow down that offense, but he's not been running ball particularly well. So I think he's due for a slow game. Ertz hasn't been performing. Um, Yeah, give me Badger train.
1: I'm going the other way. I got Eric on this one uh, for all the reasons why he said his team was good earlier. Yeah. Um, and all the reasons why I said that Badger's team is overperforming. Um, if we were playing F. Mary Kill, you got to believe that Andrew Lee's team would be saying kill this team as well. Because he's got to be pissed that this is the team with a winning record. Give me a break. Sure. Uh, so, yeah. I got Eric here, and he's going to win it by uh, 27.8 margin.
0: Wow. Okay. All right. Next up, we've got the two last place teams. I do believe uh, we've got two and five AJ against two and five Danny.
1: Would you say that this is a winner go home game? <laughs> well,
0: here's the problem with that: is these are each of the two losers of the first two mm-hmm. loser go home. So What are they still doing? W- I don't know what these two teams are doing. I they should both go kicker only. I'll tell matchup. you, uh,
1: Danny does not look at it that way. <laughs> Danny's on a two game winning streak. Uh-huh. I've been, uh, you know, prior to acquiring Levian Bell, inquiring about some of his players. Uh-huh. Uh, and the message is nobody's available until after this week. Because uh-huh. he thinks he can still make a run here. And if he loses, maybe he'll be convinced that this team can't, can't yeah. do it. But if he wins, he's right in the mix.
0: I mean, 0 and 5 to the playoffs would be unprecedented.
1: It would be that would be a storyline for it the would, ages.
0: It would be a storyline for the ages for sure. We'd have to come up with a special trophy for him after he loses. But is the, first the argument that
1: different from the one you were making about Eric, who has one game better than him in terms of his record, that he can get into that sixth spot?
0: Potentially, I just like Eric's team a whole lot better than uh, Danny's team.
1: If Pat Mahomes hadn't gotten injured, where would you rank those two teams?
0: Uh, assuming still, he's got, Eric. he's got a hundred a percent Tyreek Hill, uh, and then a hundred percent Pat Mahomes. Yeah. I think I still like, um, Eric's team better just cause he's got better running backs. I mean, Tevin Coleman and Jordan Howard are not the running backs you want to roll into the playoffs with and Tyreek's great. Um, but he's also starting John Brown and Frank Gore. That's two too many bills for me. And George Kittle has been good but he has not been the difference maker that he was last year. So yeah, I like Eric's team eight times out of 10 against Danny's team. All right. Um, For the purpose of this matchup, I think I'm still going with AJ. Uh, You know, we kid that he traded away all his best players. He's still got Aaron Jones, Austin Eckler, Fitzgerald for whatever you want to say about him. Uh, But he's still productive. Marvin Jones, Tyler Boyd, I think there's enough talent there, and I'm still not a believer in Danny's team. So give me AJ this week.
1: Marvin Jones had a huge week last week. Yes, he did. You pair that guy with Larry Fitzgerald. Would you call that the best (laughs) two-wide
3: receivers in the
2: league? Uh,
0: I would say that it's only slightly better than the Tyreek Hill John Brown, but no, no, nowhere near. Uh, What's funny is, after we talked about that last week, neither guy is in a starting lineup. No. Probably because one is not on his team the and other the other on one is buy. on by. but still.
1: If you really believe in it, you'd find a way to start him. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I am going to ride my hot streak on Danny's team. Hot streak being one prediction correct so far. Sure. Second week in a row, Danny is going to win this game. He's going to beat AJ, further sending the message that AJ's team is for sale, but potentially taking Danny's team off the market. Hmm. And that is Unprecedented that is a disappointment to all the potential buyers in this league.
0: Uh, <laughs> yes, because there's so many assets on that team. All right. Uh let's move on to the second highest point scorer in the league, Christina, against Laura, who is also tied for last place in the mediocre's division. Um not sure. I'm gonna have to do a little more clicking here. Uh currently Christina is at a twenty-eight point projected disadvantage but she does not have a second receiver in there she does not have a quarterback in there
1: this is her savvy strategy she one wants the league to be unsure and not be able to properly make (laughs) these assessments but two she wants to send the message to the players in the locker room that no Mm -hmm. one's job is safe you don't just automatically get your name written in there every week you gotta earn it yeah every week you gotta prove yourself all over again and uh, I like it. It, it, it. It's been paying off so far. It keeps these guys fresh. <laughs>
0: I think maybe she does listen to the podcast, and she loves that we always struggle to predict her matchup because she mm-hmm. always leaves one slot open. So thank you for that, Christina.
1: Yeah. What she hasn't changed is the two tight end set. Yes. Hunter Henry, Darren Waller, of course, paid dividends last week. Mm-hmm. It was the right move. Two yeah. tight ends. Is there a controversy in the future when we get past the bye weeks here. I
0: think there is. I mean, we were talking about her top lineup and having a big three at running back when Gordon and Kamara come back, so... But is
1: that better than a big two at running back and a big two at tight end?
0: Well, which tight end do you start... She needs a super flex. (laughs) Which which running back do you sit in that scenario and which tight end, or or which tight end do you sit? Uh, And then if you sit one of the tight ends, which one do you start in the tight end slot, so... Decisions coming for the squad. There may be turmoil. There may be some prima donning uh, in the locker room.
1: On paper, I thought that that Gordon trade was good for her. But now that we think about it a little bit more here, Mm -hmm. this might be the exact thing that disrupts locker room chemistry. Yeah, Gets all kinds of resentment going from Elvin Gordon coming in and (laughs) immediately starting on this team. He didn't earn his spot.
0: How much overthinking can we get Christina to do?
1: (laughs) Uh, sounds like a lot she based on that response to this podcast, a lot. knowing that she doesn't listen to this podcast can probably tell you uh, with absolute clarity that she doesn't think a lot about her team okay um, but she doesn't need to you guys perhaps are the ones that are doing all the overthinking <laughs>
0: All right, well... So, predictions. What do you got? I'm going to assume she's putting Kyler Murray in there. There's no reason for him to be on the bench. Ooh, so not the first the thing fight. we're doing is
1: predicting who she's starting. Yeah,
0: so I will predict Kyler Murray this week. Although, playing New Orleans, that's a pretty good defense. P. Riv
1: is playing the Bears.
0: P. Riv going to the Bears, also a pretty good defense. I'm sticking with Kyler Murray. Uh, second receiver with Adam Thielen being out. Uh, the only other one on her roster is
1: Preston Williams. Are you predicting, then, that's the one that she would start? I...
0: I'm going to predict that. I feel like it's hard to believe that you would go pick somebody up off the waivers to start over Preston Williams.
1: You're telling me on waivers, there's no one better than Preston Williams.
0: That's what I would say, yes. So assuming those two moves, um, I think I'm actually going to pick... No, I'm going to go with Christina. Still like the star power. Um, don't love Laura's team. Oof, I don't know. This is going to be a tough one. You know what, fuck it, give me Laura in the somewhat of an upset. She might actually be projected to win this week, but with Christina's 5-2 and two record, it's the figurative upset. I like Laura by 15.
1: 15 points. Yeah, that's a figurative upset. <laughs> uh, I, I'm sorry, I had to slightly not pay attention for a second there. As you were just saying, there was no better wide receiver on waivers than Preston Williams. It sure. reminded me. Devontae Parker was on waivers. <laughs> I can confirm that he is no longer available on waivers. Oh, breaking news. Yeah. Um, so I think that this is a clear, of course, victory for the team that I've dubbed the second best team in the league for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think it's uh, an absurd thing for you to say that uh, this team should be favored to lose this one, but I think maybe just being controversial. Yeah. Uh, you got to love Laura's wide receivers, but they just haven't done it. Um, I think that this new look lineup gets to be unveiled. Thielen not being there isn't isn't great, but this team is still better. Don't love the matchups, but I still think Christina wins this one. Not by the same margin that Laura lost by last week. This one's a little bit closer. I call it a 13-point victory. Uh, But Christina takes this one home. All
0: right. That brings us to the marquee matchup of the week. Uh, This is the battle of the... Amazon dot com best buddies, real Andrew versus real Corey.
1: We are best friends. Uh, every day, uh, we sort of walk into work hand in hand. <laughs> uh, we share a muffin in the morning. Oh, okay, uh, yeah, and like uh, top and stump, or do you split it it's vertically? Haves, it's it's halvesy, oh, oh, okay, but we only use one fork. <laughs> okay, because we eat our muffin with a fork. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay, great. Uh, I figure that's the Amazon way. What what would I know?
1: A little bit of uh, insight to the day-to-day operations of our work life. Sure. Yeah. Uh, What do you think about this game? Well,
0: uh, I'm looking at the current lineups, and I'm going to assume that you're putting newly acquired Le'Veon Bell over newly acquired Ty Johnson in that second running back spot. Potentially Ty Johnson in the flex and then mike williams in your receiver slot so
1: i'll 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 remove some of the suspense here for sure ty johnson and labian bell will be in the starting
0: lineup yeah okay have
1: a big Great. three at running back ty johnson uh, playing the giants uh really excited to have him get uh his uh his first start against a weak defense there so that's definitely happening the wide receiver spot we haven't decided yet if it's newly acquired Devonte parker <laughs> or if it's mike williams but did you
0: just pick story. up devontae parker while recording that's this what last i was segment? confirming to you oh, a moment okay. ago
1: it reminded me gotcha. that as a result of the trade i had a free roster spot yeah and that there was a better player than depressed williams available on waivers mm-hmm. not anymore he's on this team devontae parker yeah maybe
0: he finds his way into the starting lineup this week
1: that's what i'm saying uh, it's okay. between him and mike williams yeah. we haven't decided yet on that hmm. so just when calibrating your prediction for this one, sure. keep in okay. mind that he is an available asset.
0: Well, the question is, uh, what are you going to do about that kicker spot? Because number one kicker in the league, uh, at least in your heart, Justin Tucker, on buy this week. So will you be dropping one of your high-priced backup running backs to go pick up a kicker?
1: This is the other suspenseful decision that needs to be made here. Uh, we are not cutting Justin Tucker the number one kicker in the league. Mm -hmm. You don't mess with success. (laughs) Uh, So the question is, will we be enough, say, after the morning games on Sunday to feel confident going kickerless? We'll see.
0: Okay. Well, you've probably got time because I'm looking at your roster and you have players on by, let's say that could potentially be cut at any time to give you a kicker advantage. Now, granted, if you wait like until... Uh, like Ezekiel, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you wait until... Let's see, when is Holtzclaw's the last guy playing? So he's got Devontae Adams potentially going Sunday night football. Should he play? Uh, if he doesn't play, maybe he goes valdez scaling or somebody like that. Not so
1: trending towards the start.
0: You might sense. have to wait until after the Sunday night game to decide whether or not to go pick up a kicker, which means you're waiting until Monday night Dolphins Steelers the Miami kicker <laughs> underrated his
1: name no one knows
0: at that point let's all right let's let's play this out a little bit let's assume you are down 8 points going into Monday night do you go pick up a kicker and if so do you drop Ezekiel Elliott for it
1: is, are we presuming in this situation that Devontae Parker is not starting? Oh, that's right. So you've got Devontae Parker. I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say... Let's say Mike Williams started. I'm down eight. Well, yeah. Well, then don't I have to? Well, so he doesn't or am I just going to take a night. loss? Uh, yeah, I guess you have to, huh? Yeah. If it comes down to it is clear that unless I start a kicker, the undefeated season ends, we get, it. We get ourselves a kicker. But we don't want to do anything silly in order to...
0: Well, what if it's 12? Song. I mean, the chances of a kicker getting 12 are pretty rare. Do that's you true. still go... You, are you pulling true. out all stops? I mean, obviously, if it's twenty twenty five, yeah. no. But if it's like... That's why I said eight. Like, eight is a pretty big number. Are you willing to drop one of your handcuffs to pull out all the stops for that undefeated season?
1: Uh, gonna have to feel that one out. Gonna yeah, have to listen right. to the old heart there. Yep. At the end of the day... Uh, people don't remember undefeated seasons. They win. They remember um, the most points scored in a single game. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. What's your prediction on this one?
0: Uh, all right. Well, I'm. I don't have. Uh, I don't have a good idea on who that fifth position player is going to be. How many interceptions assume... do you think that
1: Baker Mayfield will throw? Uh, this is important for the... The, the Patriots' The defense. Patriots' defense. I think... And he, how many of them will be returned for touchdowns?
0: I, probably two picks, one for a touchdown.
1: Okay. All right. I'll take it.
0: Are you... Now, you've got a little bit of a conundrum there. You've got Odell Beckham
1: going against New England defense. Both things can be successful. Both things can be successful. Yeah. I, I would expect that will be the one thing that works well enough I think Odell probably has a, you know, like a seven catches for 85 yards kind of a game. Okay. Probably no touchdowns, but it's going to be enough Mm -hmm. with the big three at running back going.
0: Sure. Well, I'm not really sure what to make of Holtzclaw's receivers. Both are questionable. I don't believe Terrell Williams played last week. Devontae hasn't played in about three weeks. Pretty sweet matchup against KC, though. Um... I'm gonna say neither one plays and therefore I still give you I mean you're in bi week hell right now. So you're missing Zeke, you're yeah. missing Lamar Jackson. Um
1: next man up. That's next that's man the up philosophy he has here. the
0: mentality. I do kinda like his running backs and he's got the number one tight end right now. But I think I'm gonna stick with uh the Corey Duncan juggernaut. For another week. If there's a week to take Corey down, yeah. it's this week, even though you just got Le'Veon Bell and Devontae Parker. But I don't know that holtz Klaus has got enough. I mean, he just scored 60 points last week. That's so not a lot. It's not a lot. Yeah, uh, It's not going to get it done in this league.
1: This is definitely the week that looked like it might have been my undoing. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, the foregone conclusion of... Uh, me winning GM of the year was really solidified with the back-to-back acquisitions of Ty Johnson and Le'Veon Bell, thereby solving all the problems of the week. Yeah. And the underrated pickup of Devontae Parker. And I think that I'm not that scared anymore. I was looking at this one two days ago saying, this might be the week. Uh, Don't think that way anymore. And uh, I think I actually win this one by 35.
0: 35 points. Okay. Well, I'm going to pick you in a slightly closer matchup. I think it's a nail-biter. I don't know that either one of you crack 100, but I like you by 18.
1: Hmm. I'll go one step further and say how many points I'm going to score. It is 124.
0: 124, okay. (laughs) 0.7. Excellent. Give me the under on that. All right. Um, So real quick, uh, we forgot to mention who won last week. Last week with the team that owned the highest scoring single player on the bench who did that no surprise whatsoever it was aj what? 38 points out of marvin jones left on his bench so
1: what do you think aj's team's record would be if anyone else was managing it <laughs>
0: uh i believe he would have at least one more win potentially two yeah um he would not have to trade away his assets uh yeah, he'd probably be looking at uh, four and three instead of two and five right now.
1: Yeah. It's a tough conundrum each week to figure out which of your good players will do best so that you can make sure not to start it. <laughs> um,
0: all right. So that leads us to this week's weekly prize, which is the 12th man, team with the highest total roster score. All your starters, all your benches, all your IRs, uh, most uh, combined points. I don't know that I'm picking you in this matchup.
1: Do you know? That that should not be called the 12th man.
0: Um, should it be called the 16th man, since there's 16 roster spots? Perhaps. Okay. I,
1: I'm not sure that the, the math adds up on that one.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, who do you like in the weekly prize this week? Have you analyzed the benches and rosters of everybody I guess the question
1: is who has the fewest buys. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I haven't looked closely at, but I will agree that this probably isn't one that my team wins because uh, I got a lot of them. So, yeah, I think that's the, the question to ask. Does anybody else have a lot, a lot of quarterbacks?
0: Uh, I don't know that anybody's really started acquiring quarterbacks uh, either yeah. for this year or in preparation for next year.
1: Yeah. Do you count players that are on your IR in this calculation?
0: I'm pretty sure that you would.
1: Okay.
0: It does not say that but I, I got to just I think the sure IR I is think technically about all the bench. Ang- angles. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know that you can do anything purposely because by the time you go pick somebody up they're either not on IR because they don't release outs until later in the week or they're not going to play. Yeah. Um Well so I will just I'll mention this. My team only has one by Oh so far this week uh i have an open roster spot
1: oh what do you know Devonte parker is no longer
0: <laughs> no longer available to me that's okay because i have six wide receivers already um and i like the depth of my team i don't know that uh total roster top to bottom um i mean i still like my team uh yeah you know what i'm gonna pick myself to get the 12th man this week what do you think about that
1: i think that uh the best bet would be to pick a team that has a bunch of players that are good. Uh, But I see what you're doing there. Um, I'm going to just randomly pick this one. And I think it's definitely going to be. uh, Ert so good. Ert so good. Excellent choice. Definitely.
0: All right. Well, uh, I think that's going to do it for this week. Corey, thank you so much. Back-to-back weeks, you've boosted the ratings exponentially. I think the math works out on that.
1: Yeah, I appreciate you you bringing me back a second time. Uh, I'm glad that we're not doing this a third time because I've already run out of things to talk about with
0: you. <laughs> I don't believe that. I believe there's plenty of mailbag that could fill an entire episode. All right, uh, thanks, everybody, and uh, we'll catch you next week.
1: Oh, Dale Beckham. Mmm, Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson, run like the wind, run like a gazelle. Mm-hmm. Ezekiel Elliott and Dalvin Cook. My stable workhorses. Don't forget about my boy. The Hammerhead Shark. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. You know who's the number one tight end in fantasy? Travis Kelsey. Oh, and I'm not gonna forget about you, Justin Tucker, and your big leg. Get over here. Patriots defense. Patriot defense, score another touchdown. Score another touchdown. Touchdown.